Out past the faintest star you can see rests the Runa system, the last remnant of human civilization in the stars. The Runa system is made up of five planets, three terraformed moons, a space station, an asteroid field, and the ten faster-than-light jump gates that connect them all. On the planets and moons of the Runa system you can find ancient ruins, strange mystical phenomena, and a few civilizations as well. The Corporate Alliance, the Faith, and the New Empire, just to name a few. But really what you'll find in the Runa system is people. Good ones, bad ones, and everything in between. People with powers and secrets, those looking for a simple life, and those looking for adventure. Matthias and Sterling Silver are some of those people. They're fixers. The sort of people who work inside and outside the law, but don't mind either way. Sometimes they're bounty hunters or thieves. Other times they'll be found smuggling cargo or delving into old empire ruins looking for treasures. In the five years since Sterling discovered Matthias and they began running jobs together, they've rightfully earned a reputation of discretion and reliability. However, Matthias has a secret. One that only the hotshot pilot Sterling knows. Matthias is an android. A fully mechanical synthetic person crafted long ago by the old empire and awoken by Sterling during his earlier days of crime. Together, the pair always seem to make it out alive, get paid, and manage to keep their ship up in the stars. Even now, the pair are hurtling through a jump gate on their reliable ship, the Radio Flyer, on their way to the planet Tristful to make a delivery of a large quantity of mail to the frontier town Copper Ridge and to get a reasonable amount of pay for their first legal job in a few rotations. Unbeknownst to them, one package in particular sits quietly in their hold is about to cause them more trouble than they'd like. Welcome to Diceology, an actual play podcast dedicated to telling you stories in an anthology format. We're here for the role-playing and the rolling. I'm your host and GM, Dane, and to my right is... Sam. And I am playing Sterling. Sterling Silver. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm Will, to the right of Sam, and I'll be playing the character of Matthias. Sorry, I forgot to pass I forgot to pass the buck on That's you. All right. It's gonna be okay. Did we ruin that intro, Dane? Do we need to start over? <laughs> uh, no, you know what? There's here's the thing. This is you gotta think this is the first ten seconds everyone is gonna listen to. I mean, this is at the very least the first ten seconds where we'll hear you, Sam, <clears throat> and you did botch it. Oh, well. God. Wow. wow. Uh, Don't tell them. The audience doesn't know. The lights just went out. <laughs> <laughs> Someone threw a flashbang in the room. <laughs> um, weird, you didn't hear the sound. But, but, uh, tonight we are going, well, it might not be tonight for you, but we are going to be playing Lady Blackbird by John Harper. Um, it's a fantastic role-playing game. It's kind of science fantasy. It's kind of steampunk. Um, we are using it for our storytelling purposes. Um, and you've already heard the intro, so I'm sure you've got a little bit of an idea of what's going on with these jokers. Um, but I will uh, talk a little bit about what, how Lady Blackbird works. Basically, um, a character is made up of traits, keys, and secrets. Secrets are basically once a session special powers or um, special abilities. Keys are like drives. They're kind of like alignments in Dungeons and Dragons, um, how they get experience points and just kind of pushes. Um, and then traits are, they're kind of like skills. They're the things that kind of define the character and what they're good at. And each trait has a bunch of tags. And when you're trying to attempt something, I'll set a difficulty and they'll roll a number of dice um, 
according to traits and tags that apply. I think that kind of covers it. Um, if you didn't understand any of that, you're going to be you're fine. fine. Just hang. The tight rolling with us. is not the the rolling is an important part, but it is not the story. No, no, the rolling will just let a let the story go in interesting directions that we would not have come up with on our own without some randomization. So, I think it's about time to get started. Um, it'll become apparent what traits and secrets and tags and all that stuff that these characters have um, as we go. But do you guys want to get started? Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. <clears throat> so, I think we get a shot of, like, spiraling energy, like um, like a like a, like a warp or, like, uh, hyper, hyper light speed, um, uh, and, like, just, like, making kind of like a sound like we see the radio flyer go whizzing by what is your ship like guys well the radio flyer is first of all it's beautiful um (laughs) (laughs) beautiful in the sort of sentimental sense yes like an old dog is beautiful yes yeah yeah or you know an old slightly beat up uh borderline collector's car oh yeah 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 like a muscle car that obviously you haven't fixed up well enough to put on, out like on show, mm-hmm. but that is like you can still drive it around. Yes. Yeah. Does it have a good engine though? Decent. Okay. It, I mean, it gets us where we need to go. It, yeah. Well, it has a signature <laughs> groaning noise. So once we punch out of the gate, it's like yeah, and we sort of stutter to a halt. Yes, exactly. And um, should we describe what it actually looks like as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> that's a metaphor for what it looks like. Yeah. So it's... I, I'm it's a Constellation Hauler Q7 refit. And of course, everyone listening knows exactly what that is. But <laughs> if they didn't, Sam, how would you describe it physically? Well, I would describe it as basically you have, two, you have twin jets on either side of the radio flyer itself. And the radio flyer kind of dips below those jets. So mm-hmm. it sits below the jets a little bit. And the entire si- side of it is covered yeah. with almost like a, like a shiny, like a shiny metal mm-hmm. with dents in it, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then some, it has... Some metal patched over it. Yes, so exactly. So no paint. No paint. No paint. No paint. Not and yet. Not yet. We reserve the right to paint it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it has radio flyer uh, painted actually quite nicely on uh-huh. it in red. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Does it have any weapons on it? Uh, there is a mounted uh, gun turret. Is it, ba- uh, is it bottom mounted? It's on the bottom. Bottom, bottom mounted, mounted external okay. gun turret. Cool. Um, and the those twin thrusters are on the side, but they're also at the back, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Very cool. And of course, the cockpit is at the front. Yeah. Yes. Well, that would be pretty inconvenient <laughs> if it was in anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we see, like, we, we get that shot of, of the radio flyer, like, going through hyperspace between two, uh, faster than light jump gates that connect, um, planets, um, and locations within the Runa system. Um, you guys have, have a, a, like, I like, a, a, you have a job, a really straightforward, nice and easy legal job. Um, something that's interesting about the Runa system is immediate communication between planets um, is really difficult. Um, the only way to do it, do um, immediate communication, is between two jump gates, and often different groups or factions own different jump gates, so they have to like argue it out, and usually have to pay a fee. So people will hire any cargo ship that is like heading away, just like here's a load of mail, 
And when you get there, they'll pay you some credits, you know? So, like, people will write letters planet to planet. So, you guys um, are going to make a t- cool 200 credits to drop off a, just a, a, a delivery payload of mail to Copper Ridge, which is on the Tristful system. Um, what's going on on the ship? Like, just paint me, paint me the picture as you're, like... It's also about a week's travel between each jump gate, so uh-huh. um, it's the end of a week in hyperspace. What's going on? Well, I think uh, <clears throat> should we describe our characters first? Yeah, yeah. Like let's like let's get let's go around to the front of the front of the radio flyer, in through the cockpit window. Tell me about what Sterling Silver looks like. Camera pushes in. Yeah. Uh, so Sterling is leaning back in his uh, pilot's chair. He's got his feet up on the dash where he has, uh, you know, relative baubles and kind of like hula hoop girls and things like that <laughs> sitting on the dash. Dice, dice yeah, swinging. Yeah, he's got the furry <laughs> dice swinging from the top. Um, and Sterling looks uh, relatively normal from the face. He has uh, kind of short, the hair on the side of his head is kind of short, but on top it's a little bit longer and curly and then that has frosted tips of course um and of he's course. got yeah he, he's got a i would say a ruggedly fan, handsome face uh decently strong jawline a pretty good looking dude but nothing like that will like blow you away mm-hmm. um and then his most defining feature is his jacket which is a jean jacket uh with kind of armor like plates of armor uh on each part of his body is it, um, it on, is it metal or is it some sort of like synthetic-y, plasticky kind of armor? Uh, it's metal. Okay, I would so say it's like it's like a very light alloy almost cool. that kind of pads him, and then that's all kind of underlit. Like you know how sometimes cars have a oh cool yeah okay. have like underlit uh, tones. So that's kind of all underlit. So it's glowing neon around the sides. So not not very conspicuous. <laughs> no, no, of course, of course not. <laughs> and then on the back, there's a giant boar's head. And below it, it says Sterling in some other language. At least he thinks so. When he bought it, they said it said Sterling. <laughs> yeah, when he bought it, when he bought it, they said it said Sterling okay. underneath it. And, and the boar's head lights up. Yes. Okay. And the, just, and the I entire just, back of the jacket is neon, of course. Gotta just gotta be. I need to be a hundred percent clear on that. Yeah. Um, and in his lap sits his bronze kind of Spartan esque helmet uh, with like a longer like blue visor basically covering where his eyes are that he occasionally wears when he wants to look intimidating so what i'm hearing is i'm I'm hearing uh spartan helmet meets pit vipers meets an x-wing helmet yes and if you don't know what pit vipers are look that up right now not a sponsor soon to be Just kidding. They're never going to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast that you cannot see. It's going to be sponsored by a glasses helmet brand. Um, yeah, so I'm imagining at, at this moment, um, there's like, not a warning beep, but like an alert that that's like, you're coming out of the jump gate. And um, um, where do we see Matthias in all of this? So I think it, at that point the sensor's going rrr, 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 off at the front. Yeah, Sterling, Sterling silencing it over, <laughs> over, over. Um, and Matthias at this point is kind of used to he's got to like prep the engines to get back to impulse power after a week, you know, through the warp. Um, Matthias probably couldn't look any different than Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> he's very tall, very thin, um, short, uh, sort of wavy, medium length wavy brown hair, 
and he wears much more traditional clothes, like linens. Um, he's got like a, a gray cloak, a linen shirt, and just like regular brown cotton pants or wool pants. Um, and I think at this particular moment, Matthias, he's very pale and he, he's wearing glasses. And it's sort of like, if you really scrutinized him, you might think that guy's not human. But passing, he looks very human. Um, except at this moment, you could definitely tell he's not human because his hand is completely split apart um, to reveal circuitry underneath, while his fingers are plugged into the ship, literally. And he's like running diagnostics. And um, you can see that he's sort of, his eyes are moving back and forth. Not that he's watching anything in the real world, but he's sort of like reading through code and making the right you know, command moves and shifts. Cool. Sort of set the ship up. I just want, I have one question for Sam. Uh, Sterling's a white guy? Yes. Cool. All right. Um, so, uh, you guys, like, hurtle out of, out of this jump gate, and I feel like, like, if there was, like, uh, like a camera effect, I think the camera would shake a little. Um, <laughs> yeah. and it, like, as everything stops, like, it's just like, um, and you see this. Like Star Tours in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys see this uh, planet, Tristful. Um, Tristful is a frontier planet. It's ruled by itself. Like the the new empire doesn't have a foothold here. The church is like connected, but it does not own this place. Um, and there's one major continent, and it's like really dusty and brown and orange looking. Like, what if a planet had one super massive um, uh, uh, continent, and it was Australia? Like, just a little bit of green around the edges, and everything else in, like, the middle is, like, super brown. Um, and you guys, like, the, the radio flyer starts, like, coming into atmosphere, um, and thanks to, to Matthias's um, particularly accurate work as an android, um, you're coming in not very far um, off the coordinates for Copper Ridge, which is the town that you're delivering the mail to. Um, and as, like, you break the atmosphere and, like, the... the, the um, the resistance goes away, and you're just kind of like soaring through the skies. You, um, you both see. I like. I'm imagining there's two monitors here, like one off to the side that Matthias is working at, and one um, near the the cockpit control on yeah, the dash. I like yeah. to think that you sit in the pilot seat right up the front, and mm-hmm. I'm sort of behind and facing the side. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Like computers and monitors there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and almost simultaneously, um, a pair of like alerts um, for, like, incoming um, audio transmissions um, um, spark up. Um, you don't have any, oh, you don't okay. recognize um, either of them, but... Uh, it's not those guys that we owe money to, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope not. Yeah. Um, no, you would recognize those calls. Um, yeah, we got that number to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's an immediate blocked number. Um, no, but you have these two incoming calls. Sterling um, has a pre-recorded message that plays whenever that number calls. That's <laughs> like, hey, you've reached Sterling and Matthias. Nope, we don't have your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's super good to know that you guys are in debt. I'll, I'll, I'll save that away for later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you have these two incoming calls. One's from, uh, the only thing you kind of have from it is one's from the ground and one's um, in the air. Okay. One's like a ship-to-ship communication, one's ground-to-ship communication. What should we answer for? Matthias, we have two calls coming in. You don't say. <laughs> There's one from the ground and one ship to ship. Which one do you want to receive first? I guess we'll take the ship to ship. Okay. And I uh, press press the button, I'm assuming. Do I have a button? I have yeah, you can have, yeah. you have a calm button. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so you get, um, <clears throat> you have reached the radio flyer. That's, uh, that's good to hear. Uh, my name is, uh, <clears throat> James. James Malja. I love his voice. Uh, what can I... Yeah, it's quite romantic, isn't it? <laughs> what can I do for you boys today? Uh, well, more accurately, what can you boys do for me? You know, uh, oh, sorry. I, I just want to check in. You are the, the, the ship delivering the, the, the mail to Copper Ridge, yes? You know, if you want, Sterling, I could download Southern Gentleman Protocol <laughs> onto my server base. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> That's definitely a good idea. <clears throat> uh, yes, that would be us. Excellent, excellent. Uh, like I said, Malja of, uh, uh you know, Malja Ranches. Now, oh, listen. Oh, Malja Ranches! Listen, boys, 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 boys. I, I have a very small request for you. Um, and I, you, y'all have a, uh, a certain package in mind that I, I would very much like to have delivered to me quietly. So, I'll just send you over a rendezvous point, um... You'll give me that package directly, make sure I get on my way, and you'll cut, walk out with a cool 1,800 credits. Now, how does that sound? How, how much is that worth? There's a big commotion, and then the line gets muted. Like, we were going to get paid 200 credits for delivering the mail? Just uh, Yeah, so let me let me um, oh. give you a quick quick rundown. Oh, um um, on what, how much credits are worth, basically. Uh-huh. Um, 100,000 credits is a brand new freighter class ship, which is like what you have. 10,000 credits is a hover bike or complete restoration of ship. 1,000 credits, basic pay for a criminal act, uh, major repairs, a ship modification. 500 credits is a serious bribe, a small droid, multiple, uh, multiple use pieces of gear, 250 credits, refueling a ship. Uh, 100 credits is a small bribe, a single-use piece of gear, a keep-on piece of gear. So you said 500 credits is a small droid. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting 1,800 credits to personally deliver... And we could spend 500 of those credits on a droid, and then have 1,200 left over. I think this is the thousandth time that (laughs) Matthias has heard about getting a droid. (laughs) Um... Boys, are you still there? Oh, shoot. Oh, God. Well, hi there. Sorry, I'm still in my Southern Gentleman Protocol. I can't lie to him anymore. I'm going to turn it off. (laughs) Uh, We're getting another signal from a a source on planet. Um, We we might take that first and then uh, get back to you. That's fine. That's fine. Just, just... um... Why don't you send us that rendezvous point anyway, just so we'll... I'd like a little confirmation first, so I'll just hold off on that and... um... Alright, we'll put you on line three. <laughs> Just hangs up. We don't have lines. We don't have a line. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I guess we'll receive the land signal. Yes. From the planet surface. Would you like to take this one, or should I take this? No, no, you got it, Sterling. You got it. I'll go get ready to uh, loosen up the payload so we can start moving this. That sounds good to me. <clears throat> this is Sterling. Sterling Silver. Um, and you get you get over the phone. It's a um, a more, much more feminine voice. Um, it says, uh, "This is Sheriff uh, Delilah Flint from Copper Ridge." Uh, you Sterling, said this was legal, Matthias. <laughs> uh, oh. Sterling Silver. Uh, to whom am I speaking? In in what ship? Uh, Sterling Silver. Radio Flyer, Sterling. 
It's the name of the ship. Oh, radio, radio flyer. Okay. <laughs> Come on, I know. I, yeah, of course you know. But I think I yell up from the one like, do you need our fake illegitimate access code for for docking? No, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> I think I have it somewhere. Let me get that. It's definitely illegal, so I'll make sure we... Listen, um... <laughs> I understand that our town's hired you to deliver our mail, and I'll be straight with you. You are carrying, um, evidence um, in a package number that I will be sending your way right now, and you, like, the number appears on your screen. She's like, and I'll be clear with you, you are about to get into some trouble um, if you haven't been contacted already by a certain Mr. James Maljaw. Um, the evidence is against him, and we desperately need that. I, I am willing to uh, double your pay um, and pay for any ship repairs that may be incurred. Um, I think I yell up from the hold, and I'm like, wait, evidence against the guy who called first to pay us a lot of money to hand over the mail to him first? Yes, yes, Matthias, <laughs> yes, that evidence, that evidence. Oh, we're carrying evidence against that guy. Yes, specifically against the man who just called us. Oh, the one who was offering us like 1,800 credits if yes. we would hand deliver the mail to him first? Yes, the one... Oh, my God, I left the mic... Hold on, excuse me, I gotta... I like... I put it on mute. And then I come back two seconds later. So, I'm so sorry about that. So sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'll be upfront with you about is... Uh, he's going to try and get that package regardless of your, uh, decision here. Uh, and I would very much implore you to, uh, make good on your job and, uh, deliver the package. It, it would mean the world to this town. So, um, could you uh, tell me what the evidence of the crime, what crime he committed? Hold on, let me pull it. Let me pull it up obvious Why don't I open it? <laughs> Why don't I just open it? Oh, you yeah, can be in the back good. opening it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so inside the package, uh, as like this conversation is happening, contains a single paper ledger um, with dates and figures. Um, and over, oh, she she starts explaining. So like we get both of these things. She's like, it's the only bit of evidence we have of Maljaz. Uh, the amount of extortion and bribery that he's committed. It's he hired people to hack into our our records and deleted all of the digital evidence. So. This time, we got the paper. One. There's only the one, so if he gets it and destroys it, we have nothing on him, and he's been bankrupting the town slowly, so... Matthias. Team meeting. Oh. <laughs> Can we put you on line three? Uh, you may. Sounds I good. Would, uh... <laughs> no, wait, wait. She's about to get... Yeah, we didn't hear what she was going to say. Um, she's like... I'd make a decision quickly. 
Malja, Malja will be sending people if you're not careful. All right, team meeting Sterling. <laughs> or wait, I'm Sterling. <laughs> team meeting Matthias. Okay, I think we have like a table Can in the galley. Can we just have one job? Where... <laughs> There's no nothing oh, ever. You want, oh, you want a meeting meeting? So we have to go to the kitchen. Yeah, we have our meetings say, in the kitchen. So you set the ship on hover? Yeah, we yeah. set on hover. We're now we're sitting at the dinner table in the mess in the mess room. So let's lay out our options here. Okay. We either make eighteen hundred credits, <laughs> or we don't. <laughs> <laughs> or we make five hundred. <laughs> 400. 400. Oh, that's even less than I thought. Now, normally our reputation is being discreet and getting the job done. But that's normally for illegal crimes. Yeah, this is not an illegal this crime. This is just a legal job, so... I mean, <laughs> let's think about our profile uh-huh. our, our profile on Fixer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do, we really... do we have enough reviews where mm. it's really going to lower our score? Let me check Fixer really quick. <laughs> Hold on, what's Fixer? Is Fixer, like, Yelp for criminals? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what Fixer is. The most recent review is, in all caps, these guys suck. <laughs> I tried to get them to help me gain power in my church, in my faith planet settlement, and they punched me in the face and stole my money. <laughs> that was an exception. That was a, that was a bad time. One star review. <laughs> Shoot. Oh no, it's a two-star review. They were prompt. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we were prompt. <laughs> All fairness. That's so funny. <laughs> um, I think we take the credits. Yeah, if this I mean, guy, if this guy's gonna shoot at us anyway, yeah, if, he's gonna, if we're, our ship's gonna go under attack. And all he's done is, you know, reached out very kindly and politely. <laughs> yes, and all he's done criminally is. Like money laundering or something Extort, like that. Extort, bribe, and basically bankrupt a town of innocence. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both trying to convince ourselves. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, I guess the real question is, who do we want more for an enemy? The sheriff in this small town or a wealthy rancher on the planet? I feel like probably I'd rather have the sheriff in the small town as an enemy. All right, Sterling. Uh, whatever. I'll <laughs> what do you think? You what do you think, Matthias? I'm the son of eighteen hundred credits versus four hundred. That's three droids. Yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I'll build you a droid if you want that. Building one <laughs> is that any cheaper than making one? No, I still or probably need one? to get parts. Probably need to get parts. It's like building a piece. Say it'd save us like right. fifty credits, probably. Well, let's just go and throw, give this guy the one package, and let's lie to the sheriff, and then let's go back. What if we? What if we Drop did? What if we acted out that we were getting boarded, mm. and they <gasps> took the package and beat us up? Wow. <laughs> That's good, Sterling. Yeah, but we'll fake it all after we deliver the package, or no? Should we fake it now? We should. Where's the rendezvous point? Let's call back, find the rendezvous point, and then we can call Delilah as we're on our way and be like, oh, no. We're getting boarded. Oh, the package just fell from the plane from the ship. Oh, my goodness. Does boarding happen in this world? It can. It super can. Let's do it. Okay. 
I think at this point we hit our key of fraternity. Yes. I think you do. Uh, what's your free key of fraternity? Whenever we plot and scheme, I think we hit that key. <laughs> Which is, um, well, for me it says, you are sworn to Sterling in a bond of brotherhood. Hit your key when your character is influenced by Sterling, or you show how deep your bond is. And I was just influenced by Sterling to fake a mugging <laughs> and, <laughs> and commit fraud. So that's that's XP, right? That's like a yeah, one take an XP. Okay. And do I get an XP? Yeah, because you also have the key of fraternity, which yeah. is the same thing in reverse. Just yes. slap Matthias's name down. All right. So you get a little. So who do you call? Let's call uh, Maljaw back. Yeah, <clears throat> Maljaw. Yes, boys. Sorry to keep you waiting there, Maljaw. We know you're a busy man, wealthy man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots of credits. Lots of credits. So many credits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, <laughs> we received a pretty hefty counter offer from um, Copper Ridge. Nice one. Um, so for about two thousand credits, we would be happy to meet you at the rendezvous point and hand over the package. No questions asked. Mm. Yeah, boys. I don't need no. your help. Eighteen hundred. <laughs> For for something like that, how about we call it a clean fifteen? Nah, twelve hundred. Wait, wasn't and, that the original uh, offer? I thought the original was eighteen hundred. And I, I won't take your ship apart. So, twelve hundred it is. I get what I want, Melja. Melja, your accent is so lovely and beautiful, but you're kind of being a dick. <laughs> what was that? A thousand. I heard a thousand. Uh, you, no, no. You thought, I think, I'm pretty sure it was 1,500, so we'll say at 1,500. 13. Excellent. Yes, 13 sounds great. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> I panicked, man. I panicked. Hey, Maljon, I got another question for you. His voice is so smooth. Do you have uh, soldiers or anything like that that could have potentially boarded us? I have boys who will be uh, accompanying me. Okay, Wait, good. hold on. Sidebar. Mute. Put it on mute. Okay, based on just how we countered... I have a feeling if we let him onto our ship to fake a mugging, he will actually mug us. <laughs> no, we, he doesn't have to be on the ship to fake a mugging. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We can just fake it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Call him back. <laughs> hey, Malja. <laughs> so you have the kind of force where if we were to radio into Copper Ridge and pretend we were being um, uh, taken up, aboard um, and the package was stolen from us, that would be uh, feasible in their mind that you would be capable of something like that. Capable, yes, but why? Um, because that's what we're going to do. Now <laughs> 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 uh, let me get this straight. You're, you're attempting to get, get one over on a blooded? Are you blooded? No. No, Miss, I think he's Miss a Delilah, bear. Uh, Miss Delilah Flint is blooded. And now, boys, I, I have been known to cause quite a bit of stir in my day. But uh, that, lying to one of them, not advisable. Well, I'm not very superstitious. How about you, Matthias? Yeah, I ain't, I ain't afraid of no blooded, so... Well, we know what that means. Yes, right? absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. A blooded is a person who has, for lack of a better term, space magic. Okay. Mm. Um, which can range from 
people who can like fly to people who can um, make their their body into like living metal to people who can uh, enter other people's dreams to supposedly some people who can like create like miniature black holes like yeah so does would would either of us theoretically know if that magic like if mind reading magic could like reach that far to our ship that would be a roll in my opinion <laughs> okay yeah i'll roll okay well hmm, maybe not <laughs> you got anything lore <laughs> got any lore <laughs> no. uh i have insight and perceptive with my investigator yeah, why don't you roll that? I think this is a difficulty of two. Okay. So, so one for doing one dice from the pool for doing a thing. Yep. Another one for investigator. Your trait isn't you're so you're you're using the uh, trait investigator and yes. then the tags. Which two tags? Um, insight and um, perception. Excellent. Okay. So I'm gonna read a little bit from the rules since we haven't done this um, with us. So rolling the dice. When you try to overcome an obstacle, in this case, knowing what a blood it is capable of, you roll dice. Start with one die and add a die if you have a trait that can help you. If that trait has any tags that apply, add another die for each tag. Finally, add any number of dice from your personal pool of dice and your pool starts at seven. The pool is kind of like pushing yourself. Like I'm just going to like, um, I can like run a little faster, think a little harder. harder. It's grit, it's stress, all that bundled up. Um, then you roll all the dice you've gathered. Each die that shows a four or higher is a hit. You need hits equal to the difficulty level, um, to pass the obstacle. I set it as two, which is easy. Uh, three is difficult. Four is challenging. Five is extreme. If you pass, discard all the dice you rolled, including any pool dice you use. Don't worry, you can get your pool dice back. If you don't pass, you don't yet achieve your goal but you will get to keep the pool dice you rolled and add another die to your pool. The GM will escalate the situation in some way and you might be able to try again. Sweet. So in this case, you are rolling how many dice? So I've got one for doing a thing, one for the trade of investigator, Mm -hmm. um, and two for my tags of insight and perception. I think you said the difficulty's two? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just going to add one pool dice then. Cool. My pool. So now I'm rolling with five D6s. And if I succeed on two... You succeed, yep. Okay, let's hope I succeed. The odds are in your favor. I did, yes. Wow. Sweet. Four four. successes. All right. So, uh, yeah, you you are aware that uh, a very... um, How do you go about, like, learning this? Do you, like... uh, Do you have records? Um, I think we've had very few past encounters. We have records. And also there's sort of a loose rundown of the the planet and maybe of Copper Ridge Mm -hmm. um, in some sort of mission brief. And I sort of just, like, go back through that information really quick. Mm-hmm. So you've never run into a blooded of that capability, um, but there ha- there are recorded blooded's who are, uh, including some who are, like, registered as, like, alive and active, okay. who have the capability to affect things miles away from them. Whoa. So. And Delilah Flint, we don't know if she's one of those. No, she's not registered. You want to risk it? So I think we got it, right? <clears throat> well, here's the thing. We can risk it, or we can just blatantly go and hand it over. So we might as well just risk it. Well, I feel like we should just blatantly hand it over. I feel like we shouldn't even act like we're... But if we risk it, we could fool her, and then it'll be fine. If we blatantly hand it over, she knows that, and then it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then she's going to be really pissed if we <laughs> risk it and she finds out. Do you think she'd be really more pissed if we... 
faked a Arabic, and the whole time she like knew it's like I, they're, I know they're just I, she has to wait like twenty minutes while we do this whole soap opera. <laughs> Hard to say. You don't know this lady. Are we near? I think we got the rendezvous point. You got the rendezvous point. So we're on our yeah. way there. So you're on your way there. Um, <clears throat> I'll, she can't just like come in, right? Like she has to call us, and I have to answer the call. Yeah, I mean, she'll she's calling you as you guys like head off. She's because okay. she she's hoping you're gonna take her side still. Uh huh. All right, let's call her back. Oh my god! You handle the easier idea. Oh, this is such a bad idea. <laughs> I I immediately regret having. Do you want to go to her? No, I'll do, it, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I no, got I got can, the skills to do it's this. It's still not too late to switch. Plans. It's ringing. It's ringing. <laughs> I have my hand on the phone, <laughs> and you're trying to pick it up. It's not. It's not too late. We can do you want to go to Copper Ridge? I don't care. I don't care, man. I'm fine. Well, it sounds like you're not. Do we need to talk about this? Hello? <laughs> is it, this is the radio flyer? Speaking. It's Sheriff Delilah Flint. <clears throat> oh, Sterling I see was that just talking about you. I, I see that you've changed. <laughs> Sterling is just... He's <laughs> in the background. Yeah, he just got his hands in the air. He's yeah. like, what are you doing? He's silently mouthing, no, I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> I see that you've changed course. Oh, What? <laughs> We have. I'm going to push you on line three. <laughs> oh, call it back, call it back. <laughs> we, yeah, we actually have changed course because it's we're under attack right now. This is your idea. You're doing can all, so bad. She could hear us. Like, this is your idea. Roll, roll the lie. Roll, a, uh, roll okay. some sort of bluffing um, here. Uh, I think I, I, I want to do it. Yeah, uh, do I'll use one. charm. Wait, no, you're not the one lying. It has to be Matthias. Matthias Why do you do this? <laughs> okay, I'm going to... You can help, though. Yeah, do you want to read help? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm... Help him. <laughs> if your character is in a position to help another character, you can give them a die from your pool. Say what your character does to help. If the roll fails, you get your pool die back. If it succeeds, your die is lost. I think it's abundantly clear that you are just aiding and embedding in the lie. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think in the, I'm in the background. I'm like, they've got me! Oh my god! <laughs> Matthias, help! Okay, so I'll take a dice for performing an action, one for my sly trait, and with the tags bluff and crafty. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Could I use distractions or sneaky or disguise? No, I don't, I don't think... Okay. And I'll take that dice. I think the only sort of distractions is what the fuck... Yeah. Um, <laughs> the yelling in the background. Sterling is doing. And that's the eight. Yeah. Um, um, what's the difficulty on this? I think it's a five. It's a five? Should I just use all my dice to see if I can get away with this? And try and just say, I'll refresh it later. Nah, you should. I'm going to add three. Okay, that's fine. All right, so you're rolling how many? I'm rolling nine dice, hoping... So the odds are still not your favorite. I'm rolling eight dice. So they're really not your favorite. Yeah, hoping to succeed on five of them. Okay. Three from my personal pool. Okay, yeah, sure. This is not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, shoot. One, two. That's five. This is five. That's five. That's, That's five. six. Let's get it, baby. Oh! Wow, I just burned my whole pool. Yep. Well, if you're being boarded, you're going to need some help. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and, she, like, you start, you hear a dick. <laughs> And I yell that. <laughs> I yell that over the phone. 
damn it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's, I just got shot, so that's why I said that. Um, you hear, you hear like the sound of like up like a kachunk, um, and like, and she says, "No, father, you stay there. If one of us goes down, the town's gonna need the other." Oh. Um, and like oh the sound God. of like a door close, oh, and like no. oh. like the sound of like some sort of like horse like animal like. Nang as she like mounts up, she's like, I'm on my way, boys, and like, oh my god, <laughs> I have a plan, Matthias, I have a plan, <laughs> Matthias, Matthias, I have a plan. Okay, how, well, how close are like we to the rendezvous? You're point? like three or four clicks out. Okay, so we have to get to the rendezvous and come back before <laughs> before she sees we're not being attacked. No, no, okay, what's no, your here, plan? Here's what we do we fake crash the plane mm. and mm. then we mm. hide mm. the box mm. in the sand. <laughs> No, 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 no. We have to just gun it to the rendezvous. Wait, she's on horseback. We can, we can do it in time, okay. She's not on a fucking horse. What, do you think she's actually on a horse? We're she's not on a fucking horse. If we get to the rendezvous point in time, or we could call Maljon and say, can you shoot us? <laughs> can you send a, a small ship? He's never going to do that. He's just gonna start. He's just gonna attack us. We really fucked ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just double cross? It, it's almost. It's almost. Wor- it's almost worse. We succeeded. Yeah, it, it definitely is worse. Okay. Should we double cross the double cross? The quadruple cross. How are we gonna get there in time and get the money? Well, no, we quadruple cross. So we just act like we got away, mm-hmm. and then we go to the town. Oh. So we don't get the credits. Okay. 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 But then they're coming to help us anyways. What? Oh. <laughs> oh. So we just bail and we go straight to Copper Ridge and we say we got away, but then we don't give Malja his evidence. Yes. So we quadruple cross. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait. For me in the audience, let, let me just get this straight. So you... How say I've explained it? <laughs> so you're double cro- uh, you've double crossed... Um, so Sh- the yeah. sheriff, you you're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna go give it to Malja. But now that the sheriff is coming uh, to help you, yeah. you're going to double cross Malja so and go back to being on her side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we told we told <laughs> Malja the rancher. So that, we, that would be a quadruple cross. Yeah. I don't. I, or if you're squaring it, I think it's a triple cross. An octuple cross. I think it's a triple cross. cross. I think it's a triple, cross. It's a triple, it's a triple cross? cross because we have got to make a chart. We tell <laughs> we tell Malja. That we're going to deliver his evidence to him, which we are going to do. We tell the sheriff that we're going to just deliver the mail straight to her, but we won't. That's the first cross, because we're going to give it to Nalja. <laughs> then, we're on the way. No, but that's a double cross. Double crossing, so, so the first cross is, you never have a first cross. You skip the first cross, you oh, the fir- oh, cross. Oh, you're right. The first cross is the fact that we're not doing the job at all. We were right. going to go hand it to Nalja. That's one cross. The second cross is that we lie to the sheriff and we tell her we are going to deliver it. And the third one is that once we actually have her believe that, believing that and she's going to help us... You're actually going to do it. We're actually going <laughs> to do it because we don't want to get caught not doing it. No, no, no. You're misunderstanding because there's never a first cross. It starts at double cross. We're going to have to cut this all out of the episode. I'm almost certain that what this is going to be is I'm going to fade out on this as like the first episode of us like arguing uh-huh. about the cross and then we'll... A sort of a crossfade. <laughs> yeah. You might say. <laughs> Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Matthias is performed by Will Banks. 
Sterling Silver is performed by Sam Cast. Lady Blackbird was developed by John Harper. Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and view us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening.